Someone out there is feeling brave enough to doubt Colorado's new football coach, Deion Sanders. I'll tell you who it is and if they have any validity to their statement on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. Thanks for joining us. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin Borber. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. Thank you for making Locked on Buffs your first listen of the day. Um, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure to check us out. Um, we're on YouTube as well. Today's episode, we're talking Deion Sander and Colorado's new mindset. We're talking the hype and importance of Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter. And then, of course, we're talking about who's doubting Deion Sanders. Um, someone called him out. Let's we gotta we gotta address that. Um, starting with first topic, we have the new mindset around Colorado football. Um, this is a program that has experienced the highest of highs and they've experienced the lowest of lows. Um, they win, they won a championship in the '90s, and this past year they won one game. So I mean, high of highs, low of lows, it's been there. They've been all over the board. Um, but this is a program that hasn't been a national contender recently they have one winning season in the past six years and it was during the covid year um they haven't had a they've had one 10 win season i think this whole decade um it's been tough it's been a tough go um in boulder but Deion sanders has kind of assured colorado fans that there's a new mindset um a new attitude towards everything about the the program the fan base the team whatever there's a new mindset that maybe wasn't even thought of in years past, which is crazy to think about. Um, he, It's been going around. If you Google Colorado football right now, Deion Sanders, I mean, one, you'll find something every day. And two, you should be finding this podcast or mine and John's coverage on Athlon. But, <coughs> excuse me, I think Dion has made his point clear. Um they're not settling for medi- mediocrity. This is a change Buffalo program. This is a change Colorado program. Um, he was quoted recently saying, we will not settle for mediocrity. And that it's basically, if you're not with us, you're against us and you need to get out. Um, I think that's him alluding to, I don't know if you remember, but he kind of has a little famous statement for when he took the job, where it was something along the lines of, I got my own baggage and it's Louis, um, which if you're not familiar with the brand Louis Vuitton, very expensive, um, but very fancy, very, very up there, very much an upgrade from probably whatever bag you own. Possibly. I don't know. You guys may be bougie. I'm I'm not. Um, But Louis bags, a.k.a. Louis recruits and transfers equals players that Deion Sanders wanted on the roster, four stars, five stars. And he wanted to get the guys who weren't playing winning football out. And I don't think it was a shot at any individuals. I think it was just saying you guys haven't worked out and I need to bring my own guys in to succeed. And so there's a new mindset. And I think that's great for Colorado football because I personally remember seeing TikToks and posts from Colorado football players this past season where they would do like a day in the life of a Colorado football player on game day. And they're just like joking about losing. And I'm seeing TikToks about, the players when Deion Sanders takes the job and they're posting like memes of like how they're not Louie. And it just didn't seem like there was a serious 
all around attitude around the program. And I think he's trying to change that. Um, I don't know if he saw the TikToks. I don't know. Um, he being Dion, I don't know if he saw them, but he definitely wanted to change. He wants to write the ship. I think he wants to just bring in all these new faces and they've overhauled the roster. There's 40 something new additions to the roster from the transfer portal and recruiting combined. And probably there could be more incoming with the second transfer portal opening coming up pretty soon. Um, Colorado is just, it's a different program. Um, they want to compete with the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States and whoever it else may be. They want to be up there. And I think the way to do that is kind of established to recruits, to transfer port, transfer portal players and, just college football itself that you're you're serious and i think people see dion and they want to discredit what he did at jackson state um there's a reason that he was hired there that program wasn't succeeding and they needed someone to excuse me to come in and he turned it around real quick and i think he has the potential to do that again at colorado um we'll see someone who's going to help him do that is his son and travis hunter but before we get to those two i need to read a word from our sponsor over at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. I personally am eyeballing that Memphis Grizzlies money line against the 76ers. Sorry to my good friend Jared from Philly. The Grizzlies have been struggling against top-tier West teams, but the Philly, the Philadelphia 76ers are not in the West. They're in the East, if you didn't know. I'm sure you did. But I think they will probably go really hard off this All-Star break to kind of bounce back from all the clowning that they've been receiving lately. So make sure to look out for that Grizzlies money line. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay. Two guys that will not be betting on the NBA because it's not allowed. <laughs> Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders. They are going to be program changers. Um, there's a reason that Dion brought them to Jackson State. I mean, who wanted everyone wanted Travis Hunter? If you didn't know, we talked about him yesterday. Me and John did. Um, Travis Hunter, former number one overall recruit. John called him the best, um, said he had the best ball skills he had ever seen, um, regardless of wide receiver or defensive back. Travis Hunter, which Travis Hunter's both, technically. Um, Said he had the best ball skills. And Shadur Sanders is a quarterback who threw for 70 touchdowns and nearly 7,000 yards this past past couple of years. And so there's a lot of excitement um, forming around these two guys. I wrote about them um, yesterday and the day before. They're top 10 in NIL, excuse me, valuations um, according to On3, which if you haven't seen that, you should check that out. On3 ranks the top 10 or, well, I mean, they rank everybody. Um, the top athletes and how much they're rank or worth via social media presence, followers, and Shader and Travis were both top 10 with names like Arch Manning, Bronny James, um, the famous gymnast Livy Dunn, who I don't really know, but she's she's famous from TikTok and other stuff. Uh, they also had Hansel Emanuel, the one-armed basketball player for Northwestern State. And so those guys were up there. Um, I think they'll continue to ascend those lists. I mean, Travis Hunter has over 100,000 YouTube subscribers just, and he got 30,000 in a day when people were trying to figure out where he's going to transfer. So a lot of people care about these two and 
I think Colorado fans have a reason to be excited about them. And I think the college football world has a reason to learn more about them. Um, and let me, let me explain why one Colorado fans have not had consistent quarterback play in God knows how long. Um, I don't know. I don't really know when the last truly consistent where it's like, we know he's not going to hurt us. They've had quarterbacks where I was like, he's good, but there's always a chance that he's going to throw a devastating, devastating interception at the last second to break our hearts. Um, but Shadur Sanders has the chance to be that. Um, I ranked him as I did a ranking of the Pac-12 quarterbacks and put him in the separate tiers. And he was a wild card. And I have him as the biggest wild card in college football because if he's able to perform like he did at Jackson State, Colorado will be quickly turning things around. Um, they will go from mediocre to one of the best programs in the country. Because when you have a quarterback that can slice and dice through defenses like Shadur was at Jackson State, I think that's a pretty pretty helpful thing to have on your roster. That's just me though. Um, and then the nation needs to pay attention because I think the country wants to doubt him. They want to doubt. Uh, it was at Jackson state, the FCS HBCU um, level. Like it wasn't, it's not the same. It's not the PAC 12. Like everybody's looking for a reason to kind of diminish what he accomplished. Same thing with Deion Sanders. They want to diminish what he did at Jackson state. They want to say, Oh, well he was able to get the top recruits and was playing against, um, plumbers and whatever it may be and it's like give him a chance you know um travis hunter great athlete he's going to be either the best defensive back in the country or best one of the best defensive backs in the country and then he could also hurt you on offense and it's just an all-around recipe for success and before i continue i need to give a shout out and thank you for making locked on buffs your first listen every day make sure to check out our brand new podcast locked on college basketball Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Um, but back to Hunter and Sanders. I think these two, for one, everybody wants to watch them. Two, Mike Farrell, who, and this is what kind of prompted this little impromptu rant. Um, he wrote about the f- 10 um fcs transfers that were the most important that made it to the the power five level and they were one and two on that list and it wasn't alphabetical um he didn't number them but they were one and two and i think there's a reason they're at the top of the list sanders is a quarterback who in a pac-12 league that's or pac-12 conference that has the best quarterback play it's probably had in over a decade if not longer he has a chance to be up there with the Caleb Williams, the Bo Nix, the Michael Penixes of the world. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be better than them right now, but I'm saying that if he succeeds and he plays as well as he did at Jackson State, he will be in that discussion. Um, he will be in the discussion of <coughs> excuse me, one of the best players out there in college football if he's able to replicate the success he had at Jackson State. He has a big arm. He can move, and he's smart. And I think with better weapons, it'll probably equate to more success. And we also we also have to take into account the Sean Lewis factor. Um, the offensive coordinator plays a very or he calls a very fast offense, um, probably the fastest offense in college football. They run about a play per thirty seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's actually insane. Um, it's thirty seconds of real time, not thirty seconds of game time. Um, so that's huge. I think Shadur has a chance to, because I called him wild card, and I want to elaborate on that before I move on. He has a chance to be one of those top-tier quarterbacks. But again, we don't know how he's going to be against these Pac-12 defenses. It is a step up. I'm not denying that. It is a step up from what they were playing against at the FCS level. But if he can compete right away, 
this Colorado program is going to be worlds better than they have been and arguably better than they've been in the past two decades. Um, not including the championship, obviously that'd be silly. Um, but they're, they're trying to work their way back up and back up to that point of the 1990 championship. And I think him being there, um, I don't want to, I don't want to guarantee anything, but if Colorado does actually find success with Deion Sanders and all of these guys, it's going to be because Shadur Sanders panned out. I think that's one thing for certain. I think, I don't know if it's going to be him or the guy after him that he sets up to be in that position, but Shadur Sanders is going to be a cornerstone of this program. Same with Travis Hunter. And this is why we did a whole episode dedicated to Travis Hunter yesterday. Um, Great athlete, great ball skills, great person. Um, He obviously loves being with Deion Sanders. He picked Colorado over Georgia, Florida State. Every program in the country probably came calling for him. And you you have to respect him. Um, I think quarterbacks are going to want to challenge him. That's that's a given. I think quarterbacks always want to challenge whoever's on the other side of the ball. But I think the fact that he's the number one overall transfer, number one overall recruit, I think people are going to look at him and be like, that's the guy. I want to target him. I want to prove it. I want to shred him. I want to make sure that they see me tearing apart Travis Hunter, the former number one overall recruit and defensive back. I think people will gain satisfaction from him not succeeding not that i don't think he will but people want to see him fail the other players the other programs they want to they want to go at this colorado program i think colorado might be and this is like a different take they might be the most hated program that hasn't won above five games in the past in the past six years in the history of college football um everybody wants to go at colorado and i think it's a a, a tribute to a testament to these guys they got Deion sanders his son shadur and travis hunter these guys are what's the word I'm looking for They're must see TV. Um, I guess you could say, and they're elite. They're trying to prove that they're elite at this level. They were elite at the other level they were at, and they're trying to prove, prove that they could be elite again. And so it's no surprise that they came in as the most um, valuable transfers or whatever. But I do think there's reason for excitement. I do think people also need to tamper their expectations because if we're being honest, Shadur will probably have not a difficult time adjusting, but it's not going to be the same defenses that he's facing there's gonna be a quicker speed new offense new players around him so that's gonna take some adjustment travis hunter will probably have an easier time adjusting but again he wasn't covering a dorian singer at jackson state so give these guys some time and we'll we'll see how good they actually are um which hint i think they're gonna be pretty darn good um but people want to tear them apart so we'll see i think they're gonna be just fine but let's be excited for them and let's wait to see before we start casting these judgments that they're not going to be able to do it um moving on to the final segment of the day already gosh and this one this feels fast i know but first of all i need to give you a a little disclaimer this isn't to slander paul feinbaum because he is the coach that called out or the coach the analyst that called out Deion sanders this isn't to discredit him this isn't to be like an attack on him it's just this is what he said and so he obviously knew what comes with talking about Deion Sanders, because if you're not familiar with Deion Sanders, just look him up. Um, former, or not really former, NFL Hall of Famer, great baseball player as well, great athlete, one of the most iconic personalities in sports history, I guess you could say. And he's the coach at Colorado now. Um, he was at Jackson State. And Paul Feinbaum is skeptical about it. Um, he doesn't believe that Dion is ready for this challenge of 
I guess you could say the big the big leagues, if that's what you want to call it, even though, I mean, he's coached at the college level. It's not the same. I know I'm going to keep saying it. I know it's not the same, but Paul Feinbaum is looking for a reason to, I feel like, nitpick here, and we're gonna. I'm going to tell you why. Let me first read you what he said so that way you actually know what the heck I'm talking about. And so this was on McElroy and Kublik in the morning. Kublik, excuse me. Um, Feinbaum was shooting down all of the hoopla and excitement surrounding Colorado, which I feel like, and this is like a tangent on top of a tangent here. I think people are so annoyed or so over the honeymoon phase of Deion Sanders being hired. I think they are looking for reasons to kind of, I don't know. I think they want a reason to be like, this isn't going to work because for two months now, because he was hired in December, we've been hearing all about how Deion Sanders isn't going to work out at this level. Um, he can't compete with the big dogs. Colorado's not the program that he's going to do it at. Colorado's just a stop for him. And so I think people want to bring back the, they want to bring in the negative light just because we've been talking so positively. Um, Urban Meyer, the former Ohio State coach and Jacksonville Jaguars coach for about 10 minutes, um, but great college football coach, NFL coach, not so much, but college football great coach and he knows his college football he said that they should be competing within the next few years and he wouldn't be surprised sorry my mic came unplugged there joe clatt fox sports analyst um he expects colorado to be competing in the top in the playoff in the next couple years with especially with the expansion of the playoff and i think people like paul feinbaum who is notoriously I mean, he, he's an SEC analyst, so a lot of his, if not all, of his focus is on the SEC. It's on Alabama, it's on LSU, Florida, Georgia, and all those brands. And so when Paul talks about programs that are not in the SEC, it doesn't always come off as him being, I want to say, I don't want to call him biased because he's not biased, but it, it comes off that way in certain scenarios. And I think this is a prime example of that. And I think it's just another example of people being over that honeymoon phase and kind of wanting to find the holes in the Deion Sanders hiring. But anyway, back to McElroy and Kublik in the morning, Feinbaum said, I think the first couple of games will be a novelty. I couldn't imagine how he turns this thing around completely. I don't think he has a very high ceiling. Everyone will be cheering for him. Losses will be masked as wins. We will be watching Dion very closely, but if they get off to a two and six start, we won't be watching them. That's just the nature of college football. Okay. A lot to unpack here, so we're just going to go line by line um, just because, I mean, why not? we got the time. Let's do it. Line by line, here we go. I think the first couple of games will be a novelty. I couldn't imagine how he could turn this game around or turn this thing around completely. First couple of games, they have TCU, Nebraska, um, Colorado State's out there. They they have winnable games first few weeks. Um, I'm not saying their schedule's easy by any means, but those are some winnable games. Uh, TCU's losing a lot of their key pieces from – this past year where they made it to the championship. Nebraska is kind of in the same ship as Colorado, new coach, struggling program. Um, obviously Nebraska fans consider them to consider their program to be one of the blue bloods college football, which they were, they were, or they are, but they're not as successful as they once were. They're kind of like, they remind me of Texas, just not as flashy or not as big of a brand, um, a program trying to get back to past success, but either way they have those games. And I think, him saying that it's going to be a novelty. I think he's kind of trying to, he's trying to diminish the accomplishment of say they do win those two or three games. I think he's already trying to shoot that down. Um, trying to say it won't matter. It's just going to be 
the calm before the storm and then they're going to lose every other game after that and i think that's why he calls it a novelty because a novelty constantly a novelty feels a little degrading here i'm not gonna lie to you it just feels like it's like yeah i see what they can do but i'm just going to discredit that because that's not what i think will happen uh, i don't know i just calling it a novelty feels like a jab and i don't think anybody else sees that differently and then he goes on goes on to say i don't think he has a very high ceiling that's the part that stands out to me because you look at what he did at jackson state two seasons um impeccable record um they were one game away each season from winning it all at that level and he doesn't think that's going to translate at all like you have a 20 i think it's 27 and 6 record or, or amongst because he was there for three years he had the first spring year and then they had two back to back year two years in a row um with dion full season um but yeah that's not going to translate at all no ceiling like let me let me read this again. I don't think he has a very high ceiling. One, the ceiling, as Michael Jordan said, and this isn't a great quote, the ceiling is the roof. Um, what does that mean? Nothing really. But for Colorado football, their ceiling is as high as it can be. It's as high as it's ever been, arguably. They have one, they won one game last year. So obviously winning two games is already surpassing that. Um, but to say that, that he doesn't have a high ceiling, you're going to tell me that someone who's going to bring in, and it wouldn't surprise me if he brings in a top 10 recruiting class this next year, they're already in the top 15, another top whatever transfer class, because he's going to bring it. He's going to keep bringing in all his top talent. Um, that's, that's a recipe to success. Uh, he has a great coaching staff, which I think is often overlooked just because um college football assistants aren't as flashy um, as say an Eric B enemy who we talked about on our first episode getting a new job, but everybody knows Eric B Everybody knows um, Robert Sala when he was the off or the defensive coordinator for the 49ers or Mike McDaniel for the, everybody knew them uh, at the college level. It's not the same. I think, you know, a few of them like Joe Brady was well-known with LSU. Um, Steve Sarkeesian was well-known with Alabama. Um, Bill O'Brien with Alabama, Lane Kiffin with Alabama. I think you get the little hint there, um, but the, the trend there, but, I think they're, his staff is being overlooked. And I think when F Paul Feinbaum says he doesn't have a high ceiling, that's essentially saying Colorado doesn't have a high ceiling um, because there's those two are not mutually inclusive. Like you can't have – the program can have a high ceiling, but the coach can't. That doesn't make sense. So he's basically saying that Deion Sanders is going to fail at Colorado, and I just don't think that's possible. I think if he could consistently recruit, consistently bring in the top transfer talent – and keep retain his coaching staff because he already had to fend off Notre Dame for his offensive coordinator. Colorado is going to be contending for the PAC 12 and they're going to be contending for the playoff when the playoff expands, or even if it doesn't expand, they're going to have the talent level. Um, so by him saying that he's overlooking the hiring of Alabama, Alabama's um, the defensive coordinator from Alabama, excuse me, Charles Kelly, national recruiter of the year, Sean Lewis, one of the best offensive minds in college football, regardless of head coach, offensive coordinator. Um, he gave up a head coaching job to take this job. Um, people need to realize that Deion Sanders knows that he's not going to do this all by himself. He, he has people around them that are going to help recruiting. His staff around him is arguably one of the better recruiting staffs in the country. And so that part was interesting. Moving on to the next line. Um, everyone will be cheering for him. Losses will be marked or masked as wins. Paul. I think that's the 
I think one that's a poke at society today where he's trying to say, give him a participation trophy, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think I realistically, and this is, I'm not trying to take away any optimism from Colorado fans. Colorado is going to lose some football games this year, maybe next year. I don't know, but losses are likely going to happen. They have a very tough schedule, which I think people like to overlook when they're kind of shooting Colorado down right now is they have probably one of the toughest schedules in the country. Um, They're playing all power five teams, not a single group of five teams on the schedule. And they're all fairly decent programs. Um, If they're probably going to play, I think the last time I counted, it was five to six ranked teams or, or even they have more opportunity to be ranked as well. But there's a minimum five to six ranked teams on their schedule. Um, I think people are trying to, they're already counting on them losing. And so this is Paul saying that even though they're going to lose to whoever it may be, there's going to be wins taken out of it. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, there, I don't really, there's moral victories, but I don't think any college football coach likes moral victories. And I don't think Deion Sanders is a coach who prides himself on moral victories. I just don't see that really being his forte. Um, I do think he'll be upset if they lose and they're going to take positives because you have to recruit people, but it's not going to be like, did we lose to whoever it may be? Yeah. But we had a sellout crowd like people that's not going to work. That's not going to be a, a long lasting thing. And Paul should know that um, we will be, he says, we'll be watching Dion very closely, but if they get off to a two and six start, we won't be watching them. That's just the nature of college football. A two and six start. First of all, would be a rough start. Um, let's just call a spade a spade. That'd be a horrible start. Um, not saying that Colorado has high expectations. It's just, they get off. That would mean they'd have to win four straight to make it to a bowl game. I think realistic Colorado fans expect this team to be have an opportunity to make a bowl game. Um, I don't think one. I don't think people would stop watching Deion Sanders. Um, people found a way to watch him at Jackson State. People found ESPN found a way to televise him at Jackson State. So I don't think that's going to be a thing. I just think that again, this is, and this is obviously my opinion. I think that people want to, they want to burst. They want to break the honeymoon phase. It feels like we've been in this like honeymoon phase. And I keep saying it with Deion Sanders for a little bit where it's like, we've been talking about him being so successful, successful at Jackson state. Um, he made his rounds at the super bowl where people were talking to him, the whole talking about him and everything he could do um, at Colorado. And they were asking what his expectations were. And he, obviously he kept saying, Oh, this is, we're going to we're going to be competing. We're going to get the top guys. Colorado's great. I'm coming for the Florida kids, the Texas kids. I think if there's just been so much positivity towards Colorado, I think now we're getting to the point in the cycle where we have to kind of diminish that. Uh, people want to bring this program back down to earth as if everybody doesn't know they won one game last year. Is it going to be tough? A tough uphill battle to make it to a bowl game this year probably. Um they have 40 something new guys like I talked about earlier. Um, great way to flip the roster, but will it work out? We don't know. Um, Michigan State flipped their roster two years ago, and they were one of the best teams in the Big Ten. And then this past year, they went to the transfer portal again, and they were a sub-500. So, or I don't know if they were sub-500. They were not as good. Either way, doesn't matter. <laughs> you, there's no guarantee. But I think with Deion Sanders' charisma, swagger, coaching prowess, recruiting prowess, his great staff, the talent he brought in with Shadur, Travis, Jordan Dominic, um, Jimmy Horn Jr., the top Dil- the recruits that they brought in, um, Adam Hopkins and guys like that. I think, I think we're trying to. We need to give a little more credit where credit is due. He's going to be recruiting with the best in the country, and 
I think he has quite a high ceiling. Um, that that's all I got to say. Colorado's got a high ceiling. Don't doubt Dion. Um, I mean, you can doubt him, but it'll probably just be that much more annoying when he proves if, and when he proves you wrong. Um, this has been the locked on buffs podcast brought to you by the locked on buffs network. I'm your host, Kevin Bohr. Make sure to find this like, like subscribe, share, comment, whatever, share. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. If you don't want to see me, um and before we go i also have to give another shout out to our locked on college basketball podcast um thank you for making locked on buffs your first listen of the day for your second listen check out our brand new podcast locked on college basketball expert isaac shod and andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus hear from the big name experts coaches and players throughout basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your podcast um us two here on locked on bus we're available wherever you get your podcast again make sure to like subscribe share leave comments leave questions um if you guys leave enough questions i could do me and john can answer your questions in the near future um and yeah we'll be posting these episodes everywhere make sure to like subscribe share thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching i'm kevin borba this has been locked on bus